you've got some meat on your face. There you go. Gone. Good job, meat face. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we flooded streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Yeah, the fucking the old house we lived in Olympia. We had this one room in the basement that was it was like too small to be a bedroom, but too big to be a closet. Kind of weird. It's a cell. Weird. It was a really weird square room and it had no windows. Um, it's a cell. So we called it the we called it the the break room. So we would go collect like TVs that didn't work and like radios and you know electronics and stuff that would be fun to like beat up. And so there's just like a golf club and a baseball bat and a cricket bat. Like in the room, lean up against, and when you just got really overwhelmed with life, you just go in there and beat the fuck out of some TVs and shit. Okay, it was awesome. It's like a peacemaker. I haven't got that far into it yet. It's in the first ep- or first or second episode. He gets out of jail and he doesn't want to hang out. Oh, with they Vig- go sh- they go shoot stuff well, in the woods. Vigilantes. Yeah. I've been saving up broken appliances yeah, since yeah. you went in. Yeah, same same idea. Except for they're using grenades and yeah. Uzis and shit. Yeah, I'm sure they have that in Japan. I think I saw that where you just go in and get to demolish a bunch of stuff. There's that here in like uh, cars and shit with baseball bats. Oh, mm-hmm. we used to do that. Uh, so this this dude I knew from the Assassinators, Paris. He uh, he oh, owned yeah. um, he owns a uh, or did or still does. I'm not sure. Um, a wrecking yard in in um belfair and the one that they blew up yes yeah, the one that blew up mm-hmm. but uh, with all the Bear, belfair's fireworks yeah the city fireworks were yep. stored there let's go shoot at it well they're they, shooting they were, they were good shots they were shooting at something else <laughs> but that happened to be behind their fucking back that happened to be behind the backstop that wasn't very good backstop happened to know somebody that was present at the incident who <laughs> oh, remained unnamed okay no it was like uh yeah it was this dude i know and his and his daughter who's like fucking i think she's like 19 or 20 or yeah. something but yeah they blew up the blew up the city's fireworks show on you know yeah, the, the person who will remain unnamed I think got questioned by the authorities <laughs> as well. <laughs> Jesus, I remember telling me about that shortly. But we we used to um we used to throw uh, shows there uh, back when like whack job my old band was the thing and so we during during the show we would sell uh, tickets it was like a, a dollar and you got like I think four or five. Hits with a on a sledgehammer, yeah, and it was always like an old cop car. Yeah. So you just have like a giant fucking hammer that you're like beating the fuck out of this cop car with. We did that to raise money when I was in Germany for I think just the whatever you'd call it, like the army wives fund or whatever the fuck, like moms for dudes of the army to, for dudes to be able to buy wives or no, that like <laughs> some kind of fundraiser for I don't know, like. I think they're getting like diapers and shit for. Oh, that makes sense. Basically, shit you shouldn't have to do when you're an army wife. Like, yeah, that should just be yeah. available. But so they did. Uh, uh, it was like yeah, five dollars for five hits or whatever. But then they're like, well, if we can raise like two hundred dollars in the next ten minutes, we'll drive the M eighty eight recovery vehicle over this car. And the M eighty eight crush it. M eighty eight recovery vehicle is a vehicle that's capable of towing tanks. It's on tracks. Holy shit! It's huge and very heavy. And, oh, yeah, we got it. And they, like, drove over this fucking car, like, three times, and then got on top of it and did what they call pivot steer, where it just turns in one place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, very flat car. <laughs> and then, of course, it has a big winch hoist thing, and they just picked it up and dropped it off out the gate and waited for it to get hold of the dump. So cool. So was kind of fun. All right. Large item pickup. Yeah. <laughs> 
other than that, I like my demolition derbies to be car on car action, not sledgehammer on car action. Uh, the the one time I remember, um, somebody was like, somebody hit the the uh, the hood so hard that it fucked up the latch and the hood popped open, um, which you know, like you're not supposed to have the hood open on those things. Yeah, and then and it had like hydraulic, you know, shit, so it just kind of like opened up, and uh, dude started just pounding the fuck out of the intake manifold, and a big chunk, big hunk of uh, uh, the air filter came off because it was like an '80s cop car, yeah, so yeah. like it's got the big round metal air filter. Yeah, yeah. And it, it popped off, and it just like like slices fucking arm open. Oh god! Ooh. Yeah, just like blood all over the place. It fucking was fucking rad. Smokey's revenge. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, that's enough talk of destruction. Now let's talk about some destruction. <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, all right, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Ah! Uh, if you were with us last week. Uh, I was. Tony doesn't know where he lives. <laughs> uh, so we were talking a lot about the native peoples around here, concentrating mostly on uh, Chief Seattle, uh, also known as Chief Self, also known as Noah. To the we haven't got Catholics. to that part yet. Yeah, it's when he turns Catholic. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's his right. Catholic name is Noah. Okay, Noah Seattle. <laughs> that definitely sounds like it's a fake name. Well, like... I know, but Noah Seattle sounds like something you'd have here, like it, something that would advertise on like King Five News, like a oh yeah, like a furniture store or something. Totally. Or it's the Seattle branch of the uh, what's Noah stand for? Na- no. National Oceanic. Yeah, National Oceanic Atmosphere. Administration. Administration. Spelled differently. I was actually just talking to a guy that's a uh, ship mechanic for NOAA that they're in dry dock down from the bar. Oh, cool. They have uh, some place by the fueling depot there in Manchester, but I just assumed that the labs are just for putting bombs on dolphins. That's what they're doing there. (laughs) They had the one that was down in Ballard that uh, old regular from the bar Tony and I used to work at, uh, uh, Alan. Oh, yeah, Alan. And he always like... It was totally selling us, you know, they have the, the beetles that if you find an animal, like a roadkill, and you want all the flesh off it, they got a tub of the beetles. Oh, yeah. So you use it on, you know, when they find, like, seals or mm-hmm. marine life, and then they can ship clean, it to a museum or whatever. Clean the, clean the bones up, yeah. He's always like, oh, if you ever have something you want to throw in there, like, <laughs> fuck. Well, I kind of wish, I'd certainly, I have those fucking buffalo skulls that still have little bits of stuff. I don't know if the beetles are going to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, they can do desiccated. Really? Oh, they nibble and gnaw, and Shit. they're like little fucking non-testicle throwing beavers. Only grosser. It smells heavier. Been around one of those things. Nope. It smells real well. It's a bunch of little farting, shitting worms that are eating something that's rotting. So you yeah. can about imagine the yeah. odiferous emanations of yeah consternation. But you can anyway. be like Alice Waringen and kick your uh, low lives that don't want to get out of the bar and send them to the Beatles. Oh shit! Speaking kids. of Alice Waringen at the bar uh, Friday, I had that guy back. I think I told you about it, but not on the podcast. There's a dude named like. Uh, his last name's Swearingen, but I can't remember. His first name's like Justin or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit, dude. Ooh. What? It's like Swearingen, man. Godless heathen cocksuckers. Hey, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into, another, speaking of the old fun house, ran into a blast from the past, came in last night. Uh, Evan, do you remember Evan kind of? Yeah. He uh, actually uh, came in last night and uh, uh, he owns his own restaurant right down the road here. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And he's also said anybody from the old fun house, if you want to come in, he's happy to buy you buy your own drinks. He'll buy you dinner. What? What's the name of the place? Uh, shit. Oh, don't worry about it now. Uh, Think uh, about yeah. it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Something, something alley. I almost said like back alley, but that sounds more like an abortion. Thing. <laughs> Shock. Yeah. It's a fucking uh, restaurant in the front, abortions in the back. But no, he's right up in Columbia City. Oh, cool. And yeah. Cool. So that was cool. I, uh, he had been in, I guess, in Europe for five years. Oh, he just came in out of the blue. Okay. Like, recognized me instantly. Like, you know. So, yeah, you haven't changed dope. much. 
Yeah. He got a neck tattoo. I don't remember him having that. But he also hasn't changed much. My hair got longer. Yeah. It'll do that. And it's turning grayish in places. Not, not as bad you're... as Will. Well, I was not as bad as me. Scared by ghosts. No. That's why. Oh, ghosts. Donut hole ghosts. <laughs> Poof. Ghosts. Yeah. All right. Continue with your Comic Sans and lovely NPR voice. <clears throat> Will. So in March 1852, uh, Seattle gets a U-Haul, Chief Seattle, and gets a dock and his half-priced goods to the new town of uh, New New York. Uh, but Seattle traveled in style, though, because he got a huge freight canoe paddled by six guys. And whenever they'd meet a passerby, uh, Chief Seattle would yell out in a booming voice, "'Tis I, Seattle!" <laughs> awesome. Huzzah! I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize what a P.T. Barnum character he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I thought shoots a flare gun and, you know, maybe has a couple, like, lovely women, like, posing with him like a rap video on a Yeah, totally. <laughs> rap video on a canoe. <laughs> yep. There's the six guys rowing are like the most yoked dudes in the tribe. No shirts know. on. It's all Dwayne the Rock Johnson looking motherfuckers. <laughs> Tis I. Seattle. <laughs> So uh, Chief Seattle takes Doc to a spot that he promised to him, but Carson Boren had already claimed it. Fucking Boren. But uh, oh, also like now is where you start hearing like if you live na- in the Seattle area, oh, streets and there's gonna be Yeslers and Borens and Mercers. And, yeah, yep. we already had Mercer last last oh, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they uh, confer. Mm-hmm. They agreed to move further north and give Doc that spot because they want to pack salmon. Him in Seattle. Uh, of course, hard, that's hard to do in the forest. Mm-hmm. There's not as many of the tree salmon as there is of water salmon. <laughs> yep. Although the tree octopuses kind of take a toll on the tree salmon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, all these spots are unrecognizable if they're there today because it's all filled in with garbage. Yeah, garbage. Yay, Seattle's <laughs> built on garbage. Yeah. yeah. Have you been down by the state? Holy fuck. And, uh, on, the, on the way here, you know, with the, the fucked up train situation where I had to ride yeah, yeah. Uh, transit thing. We went past, past a pretty large homeless encampment, and there was this family that was going to SeaTac, and the little girls are like, why are they in tents, Dad? And he's like, well, it's like the circus. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is the most fucked up, but yet somewhat accurate. <laughs> what the Circus fuck? people are crazy. <laughs> I always like whenever Sola asks me something, I like to explain it like she's an adult, you know, yeah. and she understands all the shit that I'm telling her because eventually it'll click. But you know, she was like, "Why? Why are the, why are there homeless people living in tents?" I'm like, "Well, because they don't have houses. Why do they have houses?" I'm like, "Because the economy is like really fucking lopsided." Uh, wait, but why do they live out here? I'm like, "Because nobody nobody will let them live anywhere else." So that's just yep. how it is. And mm-hmm. you know, people at the grocery store are like. Um, why why is Paw Patrol on this can of spaghetti? I'm like, because he's trying to market Because they want to try to sell it to little kids. You like Paw Patrol, don't you? Well, yeah. Like, do you want to buy that spaghetti because Paw Patrol's on it? Yeah. I'm like, see? But we're not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Paw Patrol at home. That's right. And spaghetti at home. Uh, despite all their friendliness, the settlers were still afraid of Indians. Well, of course, because, you know, let's look at modern day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a gal named Lydia Lowe. It's definitely a brothel owner name. Mm-hmm. She is convinced that they would break in, drink all their whiskey, and then kill them. <laughs> Make them watch them. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, we'd have to watch them, you drink all our whiskey. And then okay. we'll just wait around for them to get drunk and kill you. You guys drunk mm-hmm. yet? <laughs> you guys drunk yet? Definitely some NIMBY bullshit. <laughs> yeah, dude. But she practiced her, with her husband's revolver on a nearby tree every day, just, just in just case. Cool. Well, plus, that sends a message and wastes all your ammo. Now I imagine if she ever had to shoot somebody, she would accidentally shoot at the tree next to them. Yeah, she's just mu- muscle memory. To yeah. <laughs> so back in town with the, was the USS Vincennes, which was part of the Wilkes expedition. Right. 
but now it's just uh, just a military ship. Uh, they're nice enough to have target practice and impress everybody. Uh, at this point, Seattle lived at Elkai, and he worked as hard as any pioneer to help him get started. He probably wanted a, a hybrid uh, racial community and expand trade in the sound since he was... Globalist! Mm-hmm. So with Seattle's help, settlers uh, hired native people to help clear the land and build houses and cut timber for all the California households in San Francisco there. An invisible cocksucker next to you, and he's from San Francisco. Cocksucker! Yeah. And they offered up their daughters to the Americans. But, of course, the settlers didn't uh, re- replay uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would not nope. offer their daughters up to the natives. Mm-hmm. One unmarried daughter was careful not to touch the poles let outside her house. <laughs> not to accidentally marry somebody. Don't touch the pole. And her fiancé accidentally cut him up. Accidentally. Wait, but he, he had to touch it to come up, right? So oh, he's, he's married. married. Yeah. Yep. Now he's going to have to sleep in. <laughs> there you go. So naming new towns after native leaders wasn't a new thing. Uh, Stelcom was, uh, actually, I, that's the first technical town in, in Washington. That was in 1850. Uh, Seahome was, uh, became Bellingham later. But Seattle didn't like that the new town was going to be named after him. Right. Because? Because uh, uh, he's quoted as saying, the name of the town will call me back after I'm dead and make me unhappy. And I will pay now for what I shall suffer. Oh, see, I read a more simplified version that he, he thought that every time they said his name... He would roll in his grave. He would roll in his that's grave. What, that's what I always heard, yeah. But I like Will's better. That's more... Yeah. <laughs> like Seattle. <laughs> that, that's the horror movie we need. The needed. statue downtown just comes to life. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Joins uh, with the giant hammering man from the from fucking the art museum. museum. Yeah. <laughs> and the troll. And the oh, troll yeah, the troll under troll. the bridge. Yep. Uh, what other? Is that all we have? We don't and have Lennon. Fucking oh, Lennon. oh, the Lennon statue and, and, and JP Patches and JP Patches. Oh God, yeah. And what's JP's partner's name? Oh yeah, Curdy or something. Yeah, Gertie. And then uh, the all the monsters from uh, Henry. They're painted on every fucking wall oh, in yeah, Seattle. The, the, they're all going to the pop. Squat, the squatches. They're all going to pop off the walls and come to life. Yeah. There you go. Oh, if you want some real nightmare feel, there is the uh, you know where Fort Nisqually is now at Point Defiance. There is uh, the Never Never Land right next door. And when I first moved here, it would always get uh, vandalized because it's Tacoma. Yeah. And what else are you going to do? But uh, yeah, there's some nightmare fuel in that. Well, We'll tell you what you do in down by Fort Nisqually. I think I've been there. Now that I think about it. Well, you go down to that fucking fort, and it's there's all this "Don't feed the raccoons" signs, and you'll find out why. Because all times of the day, there's like eighty fucking raccoons patrolling up and down the road. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like joggers get chased by them and shit. And Good times. I think I've been to that Never Never Land when I was a kid. Like a little kid. Oh, I remember that. Holy shit. I haven't thought about this in a very long time. Oh, repressed memories. Yeah, holy fuck. That's right. Yeah, it's got the the weird, like, it's a bunch of books stacked up with a giant Humpty Dumpty. Oh. You go in and it's like it's like a bunch of, like, fairy tale shit. I went to some shit like but that it's in all, Oregon, too. Yeah, it's all, like, um, it's all like concrete statues, yeah. you know? Yeah. I went to one of those uh, type things, like, in uh, south of Portland somewhere, probably by yeah. Salem. It's right off the highway, I think. Yeah, when I was a child. Oh, yeah. And then there's... Well, there's, I think, one in like South Dakota or something because my niece and nephew ended up at one. They are like, yeah, they'll always like the only live animals there is like ducks. Yeah. And then they'll always have like a baby fawn and mm-hmm. it's just always labeled as Bambi. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's male, female, whatever right, right. species. Yeah. You. So many settlers had great things to say about Chief Seattle. He's a great self promoter. 
Have you heard him yell in his eyes, Seattle, every mm-hmm. time he drives by my house? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Vern Fonk. Yeah. What's the quickest way to get canceled by insurance? Osama. Better make him under my car. Greg, uh, accidents, tickets, DWI? Yes. Next question. If you've been canceled, who are you going to call? Osama. United Nations. Tina. Vern Funk Insurance. Yes. <laughs> you cheat. How dare you? <laughs> we'll be right back with our next contestant. But uh, many of the natives were getting mad because Whitey wasn't following their directions and they would just invade their land and plop their fields and put up fences and hunt all their animals. That doesn't sound like them. No. no. That doesn't track at all. But then when Indians stole from Whitey, they were branded thieves and they were tied up and whipped or hauled into court. Jesus Christ. Uh, October 1852, Henry Yesler arrived. Oh, boy. Get ready to cut some wood. Mm-hmm. He put up a sawmill, and uh, he wanted to cash in on the California explosion. Denny, Bourne, and Bell all moved their claims to help him out. California explosion either sounds like a sushi roll or a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sex move involving a sushi oh, roll. There you go. <laughs> and they help him set up the harbor and, and uh, where all the logs could be skidded down the hill. Which was Skid Row. Skid Row. Seattle even offered him a daughter, uh, like Doc Maynard, but even though both of them had wives back east. Ooh. But the sawmill would be key to the town's success. Seattle wasn't really going to cash in on it, but uh, all his salmon that was going into San Francisco rotted before it got there. Because we don't. They didn't put in those little desiccation packages. Oh, yeah. The desiccant packets. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like the natives are like, you know, you can smoke this shit, right? (laughs) And it lasts like all year. What's the highlight? All year. Yeah. They're like, shut up, man. (laughs) You don't know. Uh, There's a YouTube video of somebody smoking weed out of a salmon. Salmon. (laughs) Jesus. Where, Where do you hit out of the... Egg hole? Head out of the mouth and you... Blow out of the egg hole? I, I think you put the bowl in the brain cavity. Oh, God. Alaska. That's what you do in Alaska. So Doc Maynard, he gets his divorce granted for his lady back east, and then he marries that Catherine Simmons lady, that that one he got kicked out of Olympia for. Mm. But because uh, Doc was a worthy suitor now because he was making money, because he had his own store and he was justice of the peace, uh, it was Doc's idea to put uh, Seattle's name on it. And move the town forward. He thought it would kind of, you know, help help things out if he did. Oh, yeah, and he kicks out his uh, Seattle's daughter that he that he gave to him too. So. No shit. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why he named the town after him. Just to just to placate him. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of summer now, but when the weather turned, the settlers realized they needed their native friends. <laughs> It's always fun when people visit here in the summertime. They're like, this place is beautiful. I think yeah. I might move here. Yeah. Like, just stay for a couple more months, yeah, dude. bring it, bitch. Yeah. Like, it was... <laughs> they move here and it's like, where's the color? <laughs> yeah. There's no color here. I haven't seen the sun in weeks. Uh, Seattle's brother Curly told them they could uh, graze their <laughs> animals right. at uh, Salmon Bay there. And they would give them a bunch of food so they could survive the winter there. March 23rd, 1853, Washington Territory was established. Uh-oh. President Franklin Pierce made Isaac Stevens governor. Yeah, and he's a peach. Mm-hmm. His policy was only good Indians, dead Indians. Oof. Pretty much. Uh, both officers were in the Mexican-American uh, War. I bet you he also had a policy of the only me- good Mexican. Probably a lot of the only good 
insert insert nation non, state yeah, here. <laughs> insert non non white person here. Oh, I'm um, sure there was some only good German, and yeah, you know, there was probably some. Well, yeah, I mean, back then Italians weren't white. And that's neither true. were Irish people. Mm-hmm. So we have plenty of things named after Stevens in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pass. Oh yeah, Lake. Uh, but uh, the area in Rainier is named after his son, Hazard, who, with a guy named Van Trump, climbed the Rainier for the first time. And uh, their native guide, uh, Sluiskin. And Sluiskin Falls is where Sluiskin said, fuck you guys, I'm not going up there because there's demons and... Yeah, yeah. Why well, would you want to go there? <laughs> Much like the, uh, the Olympic the Olympics, yeah. yeah. How do you get up this mountain? Fuck you, there are no, monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you said his name was Hazard. Yep. yep. Fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Hazard. Hold my Stevens. Be- Hazard. Hold my beer, Stevens. <laughs> yep. Uh, probably named after Hazard Perry, who is brothers of Commodore Perry, who opened up Japan. Oh yeah, and that's why there's a Hazard. I've been. Kentucky. I've been to the bay where uh, where Perry took his giant black ship for the first time. Ooh. It was like pictures and fo- like uh, <clears throat> paintings and shit. It's fucking wild. Well, we promised you a Randall episode at some point. So. Yeah. Randall. Uh, of course, uh, Stevens was also superintendent of Indian Affairs, which was probably not a conflict of interest. Mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> at that, unbiased and fair in all ways. So uh, at that time, Washington ter- Territory went all the way into Montana. Uh, census was taken. There was almost 4,000 people in the territory. Uh, 170 whiteies in King County, though. And only 111 were white guys eligible to vote. Was it already King County back then? Uh, shortly, yeah, because it's named after William Rufus King. Oh, I always thought, okay. Because well, the, the, the fucking seal has a, a Martin Luther King on it, so I was always yeah, like, that's, that's, that's a that's little, little... Retro... Yeah. Okay, retrofitting. Re- okay, retro that's why I was like, what? Now you're MLK Avenue or Street down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, That's, you know, definitely... Right, right. Really, but. Even though, I, I don't know if... King was ever here. That's what either, that was my, either King was never here. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of my well, other almost, thing was like, did he spend every very major much? city in the United States has an MLK Boulevard or right, street. Right. Or, but William Rufus King was kind of scratched off because he was a slave owner. And I think he founded, ah. actually he founded Selma, Alabama, I think. Oh, Holy God. fuck. But <laughs> he oh might have also been, he was uh, also vice president and he was probably one of the best vice presidents because he died like two weeks after he was sworn in. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> he had consumption. He was stuck in Cuba. So he was sworn in in Cuba and had the... Had the what the fuck? Wow. So Holy he died shit. right away. But he, he was uh, friends with President Buchanan. So he might have been the first... Uh, that might have been the first gay dude president and vice president. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah. So they were like... It was like the, the witch in... Um, in Men in Tights, she's like, he's like, that's a very interesting name, Lutrine. She's like, yeah, we changed it in the 15th century. Used to be shithouse. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good change. It's a good change. Good change. So they count uh, Indians, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, do they, they don't let them vote, though. No, of course not. So they have about 7,500 west of the Cascades, and for the whole territory, they just double that number. Well, because it's the U.S. government. There's yeah. always more Indians than... But in reality, a later count had it more like four times that number. Oh, yeah. even better. So by the 1850s, Seattle's getting to be in his 70s. Uh, most of the headmen that had worked with HBC were already dead or dying off by then. 1852, Sneetlum died. 
1853, ships brought even more disease. Uh, and Get you in, disease. Mm-hmm. Get you disease. It's vials. Mm-hmm. But they actually have some inoculations at Fort Nisqually, which oh, helped out. It's just a guy standing at the end of the dock and for a hay penny, you'll cough in your face or spit in your <laughs> coffee or something. Just kind of scraping them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rub some sores on you. But on the coast, the Macaw didn't get those inoculations, and they were cut in half by it. No, no, the giant parrot was cut in half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They were convinced that a settler named Samuel Hancock unleashed the disease on them and fled to Whidbey Island. Ooh, so guess where's getting attacked next? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The Skagit Steelum had just died there. Then a Scallon shaman had died, uh, and the two tribes blamed each other for sorcery. They get in a fight, and each side kind of kills a few people, so still a lot of killing going on. Early 1854, a drunk American liquor salesman. Imagine that. Yeah. I'm right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> he accidentally killed an Indian with an axe in, at Dungeness there. Accidentally axe? Mm-hmm. Just waving it around, yelling, whoop, 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 you know. It's A-X-E, Dentley. Yep. Uh, he was arrested and sent to Port Townsend. Oh, a fate worthy of. <laughs> so the Indians show up, they're his, uh, his kin, and they were bought off with blankets and told to leave. And they were promised that the man would face trial in Stelicum. Meanwhile, warrants were issued for Indians who killed Americans. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. So both Indians and Whitey were getting paid for cutting down trees at Yesler's Mill there. Uh, that summer, 20 ships showed up to take lumber. And then coal was found on the Black River. Oh, it's all over, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gee, I wonder why they call it the Black River. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even further upstream, at, uh, was it Newcastle, that area too? Oh, is that is that kind of why the Black River is completely gone now? Uh, like those maybe. maps? Yeah. Was that, was that the one that like yeah. con- connects the two? Yeah. 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 But uh, actually, I think there's like a small little swamp there that's still not the, filled in. The river? Yep. So a mining company was made. Even though the settler, settlers didn't own that land yet, they're still going to mine there. Well. Uh, in 1851, the Indian Appropriations Act gave funds for the tribes to move to reservations, but no treaties have uh, existed yet north of the Columbia. Gallum headman King George went shopping at a store in Port Townsend, and when it came time for him to pay, he said to take it out of the money of what uh, was being owed for him for Whitey stealing all his land. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you should go shopping. That's Fuck a yeah, dude. pretty baller answer. And then stories start coming up from the Rogue River in, or in Oregon. Bad Jim uh, at the White River beat his wife to death for cheating on him. Bad Jim did this? Mm-hmm. Bad Jim. Man. Mm-hmm. He's living up to his name. Right. Yep. Well, he, he might jump off the, the top and, and land on my computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one time. And uh, Bad Jim accused Whitey for enjoying her favors. Just general white guys, I guess. So, in return, Whitey lynched him. Oh. Mm-hmm. But his relatives still wanted revenge, and then settlers start disappearing. Awesome. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm Batman. They fucking called the Sasquatch out like Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's bad. Bad. Jim. Many settlers blamed it on the booze, which you can blame this podcast on, too. I was just <laughs> November 1853, Stevens showed up. He had settlers be Indian agents and had them go out to the headman and uh, to tell him that we're having treaties. Yay. Like it or not. Also, Stevens was trying to get a railroad going, so he was doing survey work too. He was also a staunch Democrat, 
which at the time meant you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to turn the paper in Olympia into a Democratic mouthpiece. Good. Infowars. Yep. Uh, Stevens, if you will look him up, was barely five foot tall. Awesome. (laughs) But he wore a top hat and had tall hair to compensate. There you go. He's got like, uh, what, kid and play hair? So Stevens came to Seattle and spoke to the settlers. And he told them, soon the railroad would arrive and we'll all be rich. Then he that's spoke, what happens when the railroad arrives. They don't just build around your town or, you know. Nope. Then he spoke to the natives. Not so he didn't tell them that they're going to be rich. Kind of soon, talk, the, soon the railroad will arrive. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he talked to them like children. And he said, oh, we'll take care of you. Big choo-choo coming. <laughs> sugar, sugar. And he says, if he got any problems, come to me. I'll deal with it. Yeah, of course. And uh, he said the great white chief would buy all their lands and give, or not all their lands, buy their lands and give them enough money to live comfortably on. Uh, if they agree to it, then get along with their white guy neighbors. The great father would protect them from their enemies. Which are their white guy neighbors, mm-hmm. in large case, like in years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that then. So Seattle got up and spoke, though. He put his hand on Stephen's head like a child because he's five foot nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Behold, I am Seattle. I tower above or, or over this small white man. <laughs> yes, the white child is correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, later in March 1854, William Young, he was the manager at Alki Sawmill. He goes out with uh, three Snohomish guys out to Whidbey Island to explore, but he doesn't come back. Uh-oh. But the Snohomish guys did. Uh, they were kind of beat up, and they were wearing his watch. <laughs> oh, he's um, he got real tired. He's sleeping. He's bears. just taking a nap. Just bears, bears, definitely bears, ghosts, ghosts. Oh, uh, be ghosts. A posse was formed, and they went after him. But the posse came back uh, with their doctor dead and all injured. So Jeez. that didn't go too well. <laughs> Especially if their doctor is dead, who's going to treat them? There's just a Sasquatch out there kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be another good movie. Some. <clears throat> 1850s fucking Sasquatch revenge. Fuck yeah. yeah. They killed his wife, yeah. and now he's out for revenge. The Custer Wolf. <laughs> from the people that brought you the Custer Wolf. <laughs> so Governor Stevens holds a meeting. He said he wouldn't punish the innocent Indians, but if they didn't turn over their murderers, they would all be guilty. Yep. Oh, God. I saw that one coming. So if Whitey did Indians harm, that Stevens would deal with them, but he wouldn't accept taking the law into their own hands. Mm-hmm. No Charles Bronson in there. No. Here we are. Branson, Missouri. No, Pelly. This is Bronson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we get to Branson? Number 10 bus. Hey, Ma, how about some cookies? No dice. This ain't over. Uh, Seattle spoke and told Stevens what actually happened. Uh, he said they all got drunk. And Young, the sawmill guy, he killed one of the Snohomish guys. Oh. Uh, so the son of the guy who got killed killed Young. That seems fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the posse came, uh, they protected him. Seattle said he knew their names, but they wouldn't be found. So he goes, tells them to leave. Stephen said wrong was committed on both sides, but he still tried to find the murderers. Won't let it rest. At Holmes Harbor on Whidbey Island, Stevens found the village abandoned. He had his soldiers burn the canoes in stockade, and he burns other villages at uh, Skagit Head upon and, and up the Snohomish River. Uh, Stevens had the Skagit gather, and their chief, George Sneetland, didn't come. I guess it's a different Sneetland. So they're, they're hiding out. Uh, Stevens went to D.C. in the meantime to get more money for all his projects, which was basically railroads and sawmills, getting the treaties going. 
people still killed each other while he was away. Uh, James McCormick had been murdered on Lake Union. Uh, April 20th at Yesler's Cookhouse, a trial was held for it. A uh, native witness testified against two native men, uh, even though they're all jailed. A mob broke out and lynched the two murderers. Uh, they tried to hang the young witness, too, but <laughs> Boren stepped in and stopped it, at least. Good job, Boren. Mm-hmm. That's why there's One, a street named after you. One good thing. <laughs> uh, October 1854, the first Washington territorial courts were held. Um, no record of that Spencer murder exists, because it probably didn't happen. Uh, court was at the Felker House, which was the first frame hotel in town, or more importantly, probably a brothel. Yeah, which probably definitely at least died in the Great Fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Felker is, it's just a actual mispronunciation of Felcher. Felcher, Felcher. yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, trial for the murder of Bad Jim was held, so they actually do have a trial. The three suspects were Luther Collins, William Hebner, and David Maurer. Collins was county commissioner. Hebner was county representative. And Maurer ran the local restaurant. And they're all good Democrats like Stevens. Oh, oh so they're yeah. all going to get severely punished mm-hmm. once found guilty. Oh, uh, wait. Severely the, punished by having to live out the rest of their lives. Well, once, once found guilty yeah. is the operative term. Yeah. <laughs> so Maurer was a German, so he was asked to enter his plea. He goes, guilty, I hung him. Oh, <laughs> that's very simple. I hung him from the tree. What, 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 why are we wasting time? Not, we want to know you're not going to do anything to me. I'm a white guy. Mm-hmm. So the jury foreman, Charles Terry, leaned forward and whispered loudly, not guilty, you fool. Say you're not guilty. What, what does it matter? <laughs> anyway, they're all acquitted. There's no consequences to my actions. No, exactly. December 3rd, four Indians escaped Stelcom. Uh, one died on the run, one gave himself up, and two headed for Hood Canal. The cutter Oof, named... Wow, Je- that's some rough terrain to yeah, wander no through even today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cutter, the ship, I guess. Jefferson Davis. That's a good oh, name for a ship. Oh, God fucking damn it. Jesus Christ. Wait, what year is this? This is prior 1854. It is, okay. Uh, they tried to recapture him at a scalm fishing camp on the Hamahama. Hey, uh, I used to live in Hamahama. Mm-hmm. Or right past it. Uh, the skellum fled, but left behind six tons of curing salmon behind. Mm. Oh, this is how you keep it from rotting before it goes to San Francisco. <laughs> Finally, secrets of eel. But of course, they burn all their food. Of course. And the cutter uh, shoots some cannon shells into the forest and kill five skellum. But the two escapees were eventually captured again and hanged in Port Townsend. Oh, fuck. Damn. I, I don't even, I don't think I even wrote down what they were wanted for, but probably for... Looking at a woman. Yeah. So in December 1854, Stevens sends guys out to, to all the native head guys and tell them to come in and sign all your treaties. Well, can, can we read them first? No. No. <laughs> can you translate it? No. No. Uh, Christmas Eve 1854, they all met at Medicine Creek near Nisqually, which is still there. Yep. Many argued that the reservations were too small, including Leshi, but eventually all signed. I don't think Leshi signed, though. I don't know. But either way, uh, Stevens was happy. And he got 2.5 million acres for $150,000, oh, which is a penny less an acre for what Tommy Jeff paid for the whole Louisiana purchase, and Seattle was said not to have even gone there. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. Yep. I'm- so the Point Elliott Treaty was made later on, and it gives the Duwamish and Suquamish land at Port Madison across the Sound. But it didn't give the Duwamish a reservation on where they're actually living on well, this course. side. Why would you ever do that? Mm-hmm. Probably because of the coal on the Black River. Oh, very likely. Mm-hmm. 
So they wanted their own reservation, but uh, Seattle reluctantly signs that treaty, though. I have a, I've got, you know that like Marty McFly vest I have? Mm-hmm. Um, I bought that at some like secondhand store for whatever, 10 bucks. And the back of it is a giant back patch of like a, some high school dude playing basketball. And it just says like Medicine Creek Treaty uh, something something jamboree. Must be from uh, like some tri- high, tribal, high tribal high school, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's probably worth saving. Well, I still have it. All right. Uh, three days later at Point No Point. Stevens met with the Scalum and Skokomish and the, the three Chimicum that were left. <laughs> they didn't want to sell their land, and the reservation uh, they were getting was not very good, so they wouldn't sign. So Stevens was pissed off. He said, the Yari been kicked out of your lands, and the government would at least give you houses and schools, and they would protect their fishing rights, too. Let's uh, had to wait until we should night. get some man on the street stuff. We should go out and visit some tribal folks. Only had to <laughs> wait, wait a hundred years on ask that. Him, ask him well, how that one's going. Yeah, no shit. But eventually, he, Stevens gets them to sign too. Then he goes to the Macaw. They didn't want to sign either. I don't want to sign. But eventually, I'm did I'm sorry, Macaw people. I know it's spelled different, but mm-hmm. I just cannot not picture M A C A W. Yeah, because Will's probably pronouncing it dumb. I'm blaming that. Well, I pronounce everything. Dumb. <laughs> uh, he goes on to the Shehalas. Uh, their headmen showed up drunk. Uh, they didn't want to move to the Quinault land. Uh, Stephen tore up his uh, the son's papers, naming him chief, and then he goes to Walla Walla because he's a rational guy, mm-hmm. real nice dude. So I tore up your papers, so you're not real anymore, man. <laughs> I also untouched all your guys' polls, so no yeah, yeah, yeah. married anymore. So he leaves, and then all the native uh, people around here uh, start to kind of it begins to sink in, and they get uh, pissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the Squally complained to James Longmire about people coming in, fencing off their land. And of course, the, the Longmire of little hotel in Rainier is named after him. No, I thought it was a sheriff from Wyoming <laughs> on the TV show. <laughs> That'd be cooler, like because Walt, Walt Longmire does only drink Rainier. Any man that's ever had a beer with Walt, Walt Longmire knows that he only drinks Rainier. Whoa. It's the opening episode. They try to frame him with a DUI car accident when he's running for re-election. But they put Coors Light in his bottom of his Bronco. You should watch it. It's pretty Fools. good. Fools. Also has Zon McLaren. Oh, yeah. yeah. Freak, freaking like uh, yep. mentioned in our show. And native uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes. Uh, but the treaties were ratified in March 1855, and that gave the Indians uh, one year to leave their homes and go to their reservations. Uh, Leshai told uh, Benjamin Shaw to voice his displeasure to Stevens, because uh, Leshai would lose all his horse pastures tell, up there. Tell Stevens to go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. How about that? And, of course, there was rumors, and lots of them, which don't work well for Leshai. Yeah. Uh, rumors were that he traveled as far as the Rogue River to gather a force against Whitey's. Uh, they were going to drink all their whiskey and then kill him. Mm-hmm. Told me he explained that he went there to find a cousin who spoke English better to help uh, translate for him. Basically, my cousin Vinny of the... Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. Mm. Treaty process. Other rumors had uh, the Yakima and Snohomish uh, talk a war, uh, or Leshai was going to, to war with those guys and uh, agreed to it. But uh, Seattle advised against going to war against Whiting because right. he was still hoping to get his f- fish money. Right. At the Walla Walla Council, the Cayuse, Nez Perce, Umatilla, Walla Walla, and Yakima gave up most of their lands. There's also news of a gold strike at Colville. No. The Olympia paper 
And I think it was called the Pioneer and Democrat. Let's just put that right in your title. Great. Pyocrat. So you know exactly what we're on about. Yep. And they here. reported the lands open for settlement, even though nothing had been decided yet. Right. Then some prospectors come up missing. Papers reported that Indians on both sides of the mountains were plotting an attack. So basically, Indian agent Andrew Bolin went to check it out. Uh, the two prospectors were killed by Yakima, and this is, of course, on the east side, because they had killed and raped grandma, daughter, and baby. Yeah, that's probably what the I don't know about that order. I don't know about the rape of the baby, but anyway. Uh, so Bolin had met up uh, with some Yakima on the, uh, along the way, or on the way back. He tells them that they would be punished when they got back to town. <clears throat> and, of course, Bolin doesn't make it back. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. while he was sitting there eating a sandwich, his throat was slit. <laughs> oh, $5 foot long. This is... <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you. So this is kind of the start of the Yakima War on the east side there. Uh, so the Yakima argued what to do. One chief wanted to give themselves up, but then they remembered what happened to the Cayuse. Uh, so a bunch of military assholes were sent off from Fort Dallas, probably volunteers. Uh, Major Granville Holler went with 102 troops. Lieutenant William Slaughter left Stelcom. Ooh, Ooh. Never Bi- made it sergeant. Huh? Billy nope. Slaughter. <laughs> They're not lieutenants higher ranking than it's officer class. <laughs> Never made it down to sergeant. Never no. made it to an entirely separate like, class of soldier. Like he's an enlisted man, and yeah, or um, he's a officer. officer and sergeant's enlisted That's class. It's never going to make any sense to me. So he takes his fifty men from uh, Stelicum up to Natchez Pass, and people back in Seattle build blockhouses and get a militia going. Yep. Uh, and oct- boy, do they that militia. Mm-hmm. So, October 4th, 1855, the ship the Decatur showed up in Elliott Bay with lots and lots of cannons. Yeah, I actually have a list somewhere of what they light off with eventually, but we'll talk about that when uh, when the time comes. Uh, October 6th, Holler met with the Yakima on Toppenish Creek. They, well, actually, they fight for three days running. I guess that's more than meeting. Then Holler ran back to the Dells because he got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, five dead and 17 wounded. Soon as Slaughter finds this out, he goes back to Connell's Prairie, which is where uh, around Lake Taps and Bonnie Lake that area. Okay. Charles Manson or Charles Charles, Charles Mason, sorry, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Sergeant yeah, Slaughter, Charles Charles Manson. So who's who? So he gets to be acting governor whenever Stevens was away, which was often, and of course that's Mason County. Mm. Oh, uh, he arrested Pan Canham's uh, brothers who were in town. But uh, Arthur Denny tells him, we don't need to be making our friends into enemies. Uh, Mason then goes up to the White River band, and they all declare their friendship, and Mason goes back happy. They just play the song from fucking what? Mi- Miami Connection oh, for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> friends through eternity, loyalty, honesty, will stay together through thick or thin. Friends forever will be together. We're up top because we play to win. Uh, he returns and tells all the settlers back in town to go back to their farms. All is well. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see here. And he even tells the ship, the Decatur, to leave. Hey, uh, ship, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> what? Then Denny uh, tells him that he's probably been lied to, and these people are probably won't be peaceful. These upper uh, upper white and Green River tribes are part of the Duwamish. Uh, when the settlers returned, the natives got nervous. They knew that slaughter would be coming back from Natchez Pass, and more volunteers would be coming. Slaughter is coming. Exactly. Uh, Leshai visited his uh, old friend James McAllister. He tells him that he he would fight if he was forced to leave his home. 
And Lashai actually goes to Mason and warned him of that there might be war. And Mason just tells him to go back to Olympia. He doesn't go back to Olympia, so Mason ordered Leshai and his brother Quaimuth to be arrested. Oh. So Eaton's Rangers, they were kind of the volunteer force in Olympia there, went to arrest him, but well, when they were found, they fled, leaving a plow in the field. Uh, many Indian leaders warned white people to leave. Uh, Seattle was not reported in doing so, though. So he basically just goes to Old Man House to avoid all this fighting and hard spot to happen. So Eaton's Rangers are still looking for Leshai. Uh, McAllister and his neighbor Michael Connell were ambushed and killed. With them were actually two Indians. Clip Wallen, a slave the McAllister adopted, and Stai, uh, Leshy's brother-in-law, who later joined the fight against the Rangers. And it was Leshai that was born uh, blamed for all this ambushing, even though he probably wasn't there. No shit. <laughs> that doesn't stop him, though. It's great. Um so the next morning, the White River Indians shot and killed Harvey and Eliza Jones, and they smash Eliza's head open with an axe. Oh, my. They also get hired man Enos Cooper, and then they get William and Elizabeth Brannon. Uh, they also get George King and his pregnant wife, Mary. But they do spare some of their friends. Fleeing survivors warn the others, and a militia was formed in Seattle. Uh, Captain Maloney sent word back to Stellicum that he was coming back since Major Rains went back to the Dalles. He sent seven men, but they ran into hostile Upper White River guys celebrating their killing of the, the settlers there. And two of them were killed. And this wasn't far from where Connell and McAllister were killed, so up oh. by Bonnie Lake in that area. Uh, Seattle visited the Decatur and Captain Sterrett, who showed off the ship's cannons. But Seattle came to tell him that the tax on the White River was because of them trying to arrest Leshai. Uh, Pat Canham, the Snoqualmie dude, showed up the next day with presents. Uh, Seattle came back and said that the Klickitats would come with about 4,000 people uh, under Leshai's command and, uh, in the spring and kill all the Americans. Oh, great. Fuck. So Seattle kind of sets them up. That same day, uh, Lieutenant Slaughter was sent out to fight Leshai's men while they retreated up the White River. The soldiers thought they killed about 30, but in reality, it was Leshai's guys with their hats on sticks oh, <laughs> that God. they were shooting at. Uh, the Indians called this uh, Hayu Hihi, where there's a bar in Gig Harbor called that. Nice. Really? Which, which uh, translates into lots of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So the soldiers go back and declare victory. He's like, we got 30 hats. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We shot them. <laughs> well, thank God they shot him. Otherwise, they can testify, remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You only put the his hat on fucking trial? <laughs> Hi, this is Doc Maynard, and it is I, Chief Seattle, for Chief Seattle's brand fish in a barrel. Are y'all starving down there in California because chicken eggs cost $5 an egg? Well, try choking down a whole coho salmon down your throat. Fresh straight from the barrel. Guaranteed fresh for four months. Hey, Chief, how long does it take to get to San Francisco? Five months. That's guaranteed fresh for five months. That's Chief Seattle's fish in a barrel. It's as easy as shooting fish in a barrel. Chief Seattle doesn't endorse this commercial. Or the stupid fucking white man. Stupid fucking white man. So meanwhile, Mason has all the friendly Indians put on islands around the sound so that they wouldn't help their their friends. Especially apparently a lot on Fox Island. Yeah, and this is before they had like the mm-hmm. extensive ferry system they have now. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they did. They were just made out of cedar logs. Right. 
Uh, east of the mountains, Major Rains had 700 guys, and he meets uh, Kamehakin and the Yakima at Union Gap. Uh, they were driven from the field and returned to the Dells, but kind of a stalemate there. Uh, December, Erasmus Keys reinforced slaughter with men from San Francisco, but basically they just shoot at shadows. Uh, one soldier was killed uh, chopping down a tree. Fucking Woodhawks, dude. <laughs> yep. Uh, then they go up to the White River and bury all the settlers that were killed months before. They noted that Mary King's left boob was cut off and feral hogs ate her intestines. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. God. And they kind of laugh at the grisly scene, which kind of dismayed the Indian scouts. Uh, yeah, a yeah, little bit. because you're a fucking psycho. psycho. Mm-hmm. They say all these Bostons do is eat and laugh and fart, probably. Well, yeah, I forgot they call everybody Bostons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? That was the, what they'd call white people. Bostons? Bostons. Awesome. Friend, where are you from? And more often, like, oh, Boston. Yeah, right. So December 4th, the soldiers made camp, and the officers were in a log storehouse, and a shot rang out. And Lieutenant Slaughter got one straight through the heart. Oh, no. He's in love. Uh, so the soldiers uh, flee to another volunteer group. And when they returned the next morning, they found uh, the dead scalped and robbed. Damn. I just imagine the newspaper. Mm-hmm. This just in. Slaughter. Slaughtered. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a newsman's dream, eh? <laughs> uh, wanted to call a peace, but more American assholery made the most... <laughs> Most of the hostiles that are already hostile, more hostile. Awesome. Uh, in December, volunteers in a Walla Walla took Chief Yellow Chief hostage as they parlayed. Then the Walla Walla attacked, and the volunteers killed their hostages. So they scalp and skin the chief's body and pickle his ears in alcohol. Holy fuck. fuck. Later, they dug up his grave and collected even more souvenirs. Jesus Christ. So in Portland, they toasted their victory by drinking the alcohol the ears were in. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's like, yeah, cool. You're totally de-escalating this fucking situation, you (laughs) fucking psycho. So with the uh, volunteers running back to the Dalles east of the mountains, uh, Qualchin and some of the Yakima were ready with their snowshoes to come over the pass and help fight over on the west side. We'll be there in a month. <laughs> so they wanted to drive out all the whiteies. Uh, January 19th, Stevens gets back from uh, back east of the Rockies. He was making treaties there. He reorganized the militias. He even asked uh, HBC guy James Douglas, if you remember from the uh, Pig War episode. He was the governor at Victoria for guns and help. Also, the Decatur ran aground and had to be fixed, and that kind of took their cannons out of commission for yeah, a little they while. Yeah, they had a, a uh, freaking reef, which uh, the, got the uh, current captain kind of sidelined for yeah for a while. He got reinstated. For bad captaining? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <clears throat> so Doc Maynard had built some houses near Old Man House over in Squamish there. Uh, Seattle was over there too, and he warned them that don't light a lamp inside because people were outside aiming guns at them in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, a big light up target. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 24th, Chief Seattle was tipped off from a spy. He said that Leshai, of course, Leshai gets blamed for everything, right. was planning to attack the town. Uh, Seattle had Doc Maynard tell uh, Commodore Gavin's Vort on the Decatur. <laughs> Sounds Dutch. Well, yeah, and they use the, he's like, I think that's the temperate. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, it's Gert Gensvert. 
Insvert. Yeah. Oof. But uh, like the uh, original captain, the guy that hit the shit was something Starrett. Uh, Isaac oh, L. Starrett. Yeah. yeah. But he crashed the boat, so they're like, oh, all right, you're going to driver's boat yeah. school. <laughs> Boater's head. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my boat, student driver or something. <laughs> Uh, but Gavin's Vort uh, seems unconcerned about it, though. It's like, uh, we're fine. Stevens just got back from Victoria. He said that either uh, San Francisco or New York had a better chance of being attacked. Wow. Yesler uh, told him and Gavin's Vort that Indians were gathering to attack east of town. About 270 Indians and 250 settlers, and this the friendly Indians, gathered together in Seattle at Yesler's Mill. Which actually, from where we're sitting right now, that's what about... We're about, what, two, three miles south of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, like yeah. right up there, like by, kind of by Spookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. So two cannons were placed on a blockhouse, so they kind of make a fort out of it. Uh, Gavin's Ward had three groups of sailors near the a lagoon there, and they had mount a howitzer on a longboat. Sick. Uh, about four in the morning, the sentry saw Indians loading up boats. They asked an old Indian woman what they were doing. And Getting she said, the fuck out of here. <laughs> she said calmly, oh, they're going to kill all the Bostons. Well, so we're going to go float around in Elliott Bay until mm-hmm. this, you know, everything Blows over. over. Yeah. That's kind of what they do. So at 7.15, the sailors that were supposed to be guarding the, the guys at, uh, with the longboat go back to the Decatur to eat. And the settlers go to their cabins to eat too. But by then, the Indians had reached the edge of town, which was right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you got, uh, before we quite get to this, uh, we didn't mention that five days prior to this, Stevens uh, announced a war of extermination on all Indians. Oh, that too. Yeah, so. Woof. That, yeah. Okay. What do you, how do you actually feel, Stevens? Yeah, well. So the Indians had reached the edge of town. Uh, Yesler told Gavin's Vort to have his men go back to shore, and he ordered the cannon shot at a cabin with some movement in it across the shore. Which uh, well, he hoped that there was Indians inside see, there. Well, the, well <laughs> see, no, the, see, the way I, the part I read about that was, um, they got reports that that cabin had friendlies in it, and it was being surrounded by Indians. Oh. So they shot a sh- like a shell to try to hit the surrounding guys. But yeah, still not great. Like, oh, we're trying to save our friends here. Shoot a cannon at their house. Yeah, while they're in like, it. But well, <laughs> and the thing is with the uh, Decatur, like the shells it have, it's not just fucking like cannonballs like Pirates of the Caribbean. They're fuse shells, so they explode. Oh, they blow They're big up fucking oh, grenades. Fuck. So that would be pretty fuckerous if you're yeah. just out in the woods, you know. Because what does wood like to do when it's hit by large chunks of metal? Mm-hmm. Melt. Mm-hmm. Splinter. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And shoot more chunks. <laughs> so after that, shots were going on both sides. Uh, settlers returned to the blockhouse, and Decatur fired shots into the woods as the Indians moved north into town. But basically, they just had to sidestep all the... Big, big holes in now. Right. But the Battle of Seattle lasted most of the day, but only a few Americans died. Uh, 15-year-old Milton Holgate and Robert Wilson stepped out of their cabin to have a look, and they were killed. Well, that and uh, the first uh, uh, American casualty was actually a deserter who was trying to climb into the window of a cabin and was shot by a 15-year-old. Oh. There's a deserter from the Decatur, like, I'm getting out of here! <laughs> and like, you know, oh, the Indians are coming, so try to climb through the window of a dimly lit cannon oh, or cabin. Yeah. Uh, 16 natives died, though, but they held their ground all day despite all the cannon fire. Uh, they left when it was obvious that the Americans weren't going anywhere. Basically, Seattle and uh, Doc uh, would hear the battle all day from across the sound. Right. Uh, the Battle of Seattle was kind of a failure for the natives, but 
it did keep uh, settlers from coming here for a good 10 years. No, there you go. I bet. And it kept them from having to go to the reservations right away. Right. And actually, the Nisqually get a bigger, bigger reservation out of the deal. Uh, so local Duwamish helped build a second fort. Uh, rumor was that the second attack was coming. Uh, Stevens approved a group of Indian volunteers led by Pat Canham, the Snoqualmie guy. Seattle volunteered to lead a force to drive the hostiles towards uh, Pat Canham. Doc Maynard passed this info on to Stevens, but Stevens said Seattle's men could join up with the uh, Landers volunteers, but Seattle worried that the volunteers would uh, get killed by them. Oh, shit. Oh, did you say that Milton Holgate was one of the people killed on the American side? I think so. That's also the kid that shot the fucking deserter. Oh, yeah. He's the 15-year-old. Yeah. Famous for a day. Famous mm-hmm. for a day. Well, famous forever. Yeah, I guess. But uh, Seattle did give him a guide to take him to Leshai's camp on the Green River. Uh, Mid-February, Pantcanum captured three Clickitat spies. One guy snitched on the others, and those two guys were hanged. And he leads his men to Leshai's camp and attacked, but Leshai escaped. Uh, Pat Canham took the heads off the two hangmen to Olympia to get paid a ransom for him. Jesus. Then he gets new clothes and had his picture taken, and he got $100. So it was a good day for Pat Canham. There you go. Say Pat, like P-A-T? Mm-hmm. Okay. I kept thinking this whole time you were saying pant, like P-A-N-T. Oh. Like pair. Then I started thinking about how we call pants, like pair of pants, but you never can just have one a pant. A uh, few Duwamish get killed by settlers thinking they were hostiles. So finally, 150 Duwamish left Elliott Bay for Bainbridge Island to go hide out there. Uh, the regular soldiers from Fort Stelcom were under uh, Colonel Silas Casey and Captain Erasmus Keyes. And February 29th, they went up the White River at dusk, and one sentry fired and hit uh, an Indian. Okay. Um, what kind of Indian? Friendly or none? Because that's happening a lot. Well, they drug him in. It was a Caniscat. Uh, like Leshai, he tried to be friends at first, but then turned against Whitey, or at least they thought anyway. Caniscat said, uh, was still alive, and he said, my heart will always be wicked towards whites. You better kill me. Fucking sweet. No, they're pretty bitching last words. Uh, they're getting ready to hang him, but uh, while they're doing that, another shot was heard. So basically, another soldier just came up and shot him in the head. Key said that haunted him for the rest of his life. It's nice. <laughs> Uh, next day, the soldiers drove the Indians uh, to the White River there. Uh, two soldiers uh, were died and eight wounded. March 5th, they set Leshai's camp on fire. Back by some Yakima, Leshai tried to ambush him at Connell's Prairie again. But the Americans halted before the trap was sprung. Uh, after a day of fighting, uh, Leshai just goes home. Okay. So he, <laughs> he's, he's, well. he's not really into this. You know, I I want to kill all these Bostons, but my heart's just not really in it today. Like I said, he, he wanted peace, but they keep coming after him. They so. keep right. forcing me into war. Uh, but basically, that was the end of the organized fighting in western Washington. Uh, south of Nisqually, settlers were still being killed uh, trying to return home. And turns, natives were captured on the Carbon River and all lined up and shot. Whiteys fought with each other, too, because they're still... Guys kind of loyal to the HBC and English and then all these new Americans, well, some too. Some of them are married to natives. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, Stevens declares martial law. Indians accused of murders during the war were brought to trial. Uh, Clallam, who Yesler had thought had led the attack, were actually acquitted. <laughs> Fuck. Mid-July, Stevens thought the tribes east of the mountains were defeated. So he wants to renegotiate the treaties and get more land. 
but he actually ended up giving the Nisqually bigger reservations when it get his horse pastures. But Fort Lewis would take that. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> and also, no reservation for the lower Duwamish, who no helped out the Americans, not the upper ones on the White River and the Green River, who fought them. Uh, they felt betrayed by Chief Seattle, and probably still do now. Uh, they leave Bainbridge and go back, even though they need passes now to travel in their own lands. Fuck that, dude. Uh, in September, Stevens called the Eastern Tribes back for a second treaty in Walla Walla, but uh, they also claimed a victory on the Grand Ronde River, but it was actually just murdering women and children again. Uh, the tribes uh, were not conciliatory. They were pissed off. Uh, they won surrender, uh, the guilty, quote-unquote, like Stevens wanted. Instead, they attack Stevens and his group. Yay! And they flee like bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Stevens goes all the way to back to Olympia. This is uh, Major Edward Steptoe, too. Okay. One of my favorites. Edward Steptoe? Yep. There's a lot of great names. There's a bunch that he like skipped over in the battle. There was like a, a Sergeant Carbine. <laughs> Fuck I mean, yeah. come on, that's like Sergeant Rock class. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what was the fucking... There's another weird one, too, but yeah, there's a lot of fucked up... Septo has a, a butte named after him. Okay. So now Stevens wanted Leshy. Uh, he's, he's just focusing on somebody to blame all this for, more or less. Uh, Leshy went back to Fort Nisqually. He was broke and nearly naked. Uh, he asked for powder and balls so he could actually hunt. Told me he's still there at Fort Nisqually, but he didn't give him any. Just tells him to keep hiding. And eventually on the upper Nisqual, he was caught and turned over to Stevens by a nephew oh, who got paid by with 50 blankets for it. No. Oh, my God. Like one of his own nephews? Meanwhile, a group of Indians from Alaska were marauding through the neighborhood. What? Just on vacation? Yep. Like, a, okay. They kill a crewman on a schooner and looted cabins in Olympia. Uh, the Decatur was gone at that time, but in its place was the Massachusetts who fired on their camp. Oh, he's getting the revenge for all the Bostons. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was just thinking. And oh, it was all over in 20 minutes. A guy named Gustavus Engelbrecht, sounds American. Yeah. He peeked over a log and got shot and died. And he was the first Navy man to die in the Pacific. Oh, shit. I guess. They put a plaque up? Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound right at all. Fucking, okay, what about fucking Captain Thorne? I mean, I know he was on loan to- Well, he was officially part of the Army, I guess. Well, I guess Captain Thorne was. He was Navy, but he was on loan to- uh, what's He probably his wasn't operating in an official capacity. Well, still. He was he was loaned out. But uh, 27 Indians were killed, and they were taken back to the Gulf of Georgia and told not to come back. Uh, so French Catholic priests show up, and they baptize everybody, including Seattle. He gets his Noah name. Uh, he's still friendly with Whitey. He warned that the tribes east of the mountains would attack again if Leshi was hanged, which they planned on do, doing, which Stevens wanted done. Right, yeah. But Leshi was quitted on his first trial uh, for uh, shooting uh, Messenger Benton Moses. So what do you do? You just have a second trial. Yeah, because double jeopardy doesn't <laughs> exist for nope, people not yet. who are people. So. so the second trial took place March 1857. Um, you know, fighting's long over by this time. But uh, instead of Stelcom, they moved to Olympia, which had more Stevens supporters and Democrats oh, and Americans course. than Pierce County. So the second trial, Leshi was found guilty. His lawyers appealed, but they just probably laughed at him. In July, Stevens was elected to Congress by a big margin. Uh, President Buchanan made Virginia Congressman Fayette McMullen the new governor. Uh, Northern tribes still made trouble, though. 
they landed on Whidbey Island and broke into Isaac Eby's house and shot him and killed him and sawed off his head with a knife. Jesus. <laughs> A lot of that happening in the yeah. story. <laughs> Good God. A lot more decapitation in the uh, Puget Sound region than I was previously <laughs> party to. It's all the it's all the dark months. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not just Gary Ridgeway anymore. Yeah. Yep. So the native peoples were kind of crowded in concentration camps, and the flu and whooping cough ran through. And meanwhile, there's a drought, so that means lack of salmon runs, and made everybody near starvation. In December, tribes gathered on Squaxin Island for a nudities which we're still coming because they're late. You know, it takes four or five years to actually approve and get all this stuff out. I'm always like amazed when they actually, the natives actually get that shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, when's, what's what's the bad part? It's like, oh, they actually <laughs> got it? 1987. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Seattle and other headmen implored McMullen to pardon Leshai. He said he hadn't decided yet, but strict, strict justice would be his guide. Uh-huh. So it took the government three years to ratify the Medicine Creek Treaty. Uh, Point Elliott Treaty would be another year. In December, Lushai's appeal was denied. Uh, sympathetic settlers had the Pierce County Sheriff arrested for selling liquor to Indians, trying to buy Lushai a few more weeks to get his appeal. But uh, Colonel Silas Casey was appalled. Uh, he says Lushai was a war combatant because we have the, the army here and you have volunteers that were getting paid by the army. Right. There's definitely a war. So uh, Casey called it, quote, murder at best, and he refused to have the hanging at Fort Stelicum. So territorial officials built a gallows at the nearby jail. Oh, I see. I was getting confused. So, yeah, Casey's like, this is bullshit because mm-hmm. we were at war. I got you. Yeah. This, this is coming up later in, the, in this historical trial. While waiting, Leshai got baptized Catholic. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 19th, 1858, Leshai walked to the gallows. He forgave everyone except for the guy who lied and said he shot Moses. Then he was hanged. Oh. And within a few... Yep. And that's why there's that monument to him at a strip mall in Lakewood. Oh, Because that was... Might have been near the... Where he was hanged. Even though it's probably not the same tree. Probably not. But within a few weeks, gold was found up on the Fraser River in Canada. And Victoria became huge, and even Bellingham grew up because of that. So everybody's kind of distracted now. Because money? Because money. Money changes everything. It does. Uh, summer 1858, Colonel George Wright defeated the Spokane Coeur d'Alene's and Palouse at the Spokane Plains at, in Four Lakes. Uh, they killed their horses and burned all their food and supplies, and then hanged the chiefs. Because mm, that'll make everything. Well, I mean, I guess that's total war, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, we're going to make everything all better by making you starve now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we're not trying to make anything better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakima leader Ohai uh, was killed. Ohai! <laughs> Kamehakin was wounded and fled to Canada. So basically the war was over after that, at least east of the mountains. Uh, Pat Cannon was murdered in Seattle. As uh, people said that he was assassinated because uh, he didn't give him a reservation. Because the Snoqualmie didn't get their reservation until about 10, 15 years ago. Right. Oh, years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like 2005? That's why yeah, a lot of the facilities there are pretty modern. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And uh, basically the Olympia paper said, quote, it was well enough, perhaps, of his murder. Of the chiefs who signed the Point Elliot Treaty, only Seattle and Chowetsuit survived, but he would die soon enough. Congress didn't ratify it until March 1859, and it took two more years for the reservations uh, to be uh, outlined. 
So the Suquamish get the Port Madison Reservation on the west side of the Sound by okay. Port uh, by the town of Suquamish. But the Duwamish, nothing. Right. And they're still waiting. Yep. Still. Good God, just... dude. The Fraser River strike died down in 1859, but uh, we also get the Pig War that year. Ooh. Even more whiteies flocked to the Northwest. 1854, an act was passed to ban interracial marriage, but it didn't really stop it. But it was lifted in 1868. Oh. But basically, since there's no white women around to be found, whites married Native women, which they paid for in a way. Oh. You give a dowry or whatever, oh, okay. more or less. But some saw it as prostitution, but some Indians pressed their daughters into the marriage because they got to move into a white home yeah. with their families and, and get not, the best claims yeah, not get, on their own land. Right. God damn, dude. Fucking hoops they got to jump through. Mm-hmm. Things settled down, though. We get a new university, and Asa Mercer is the first president. Oh, yeah. He made an effort to import more white women. Hey, where are the white women at? So Seattle helps his people, at least the Squamish, by palling up with local whites. Uh, George Meigs, he owned the mill at Port Madison. And William Deshaw owned the store at Agate Point. And he kind of gets them the Suquamish all jobs there and kind of farming and working at farms there. September 1861, 3,700 Indians gathered at the Tulalip Reservation to receive payments. They want cash, but the government gives them farming tools and goods. Uh, far short for what they're owed. And tools didn't really help Indians who didn't farm. Right. In 1862, smallpox comes back, but vaccinations help Whitey and Indians living close to town, but people further out didn't get them, and they die. Steve, uh, Chief Seattle still has some power, though, though 70-something. He broke up a drunken brawl, smashed a whiskey barrel, and threw Whitey into Agate Passage. Smashed a whiskey barrel. Like the fucking Hulk? <laughs> yep. I can't smash a fucking whiskey barrel. <laughs> Jesus. Then he, he uh, gets the uh, whiskey salesman and throws him into Agate Passage. Jesus. And they later set the whiskey peddler's boat on fire. Fuck. Well, do not fuck I think that's teetotaling. Yeah, no shit, right? Duwamish still lobby for their reservation. In 1857, the Muckleshoot Reservation was made for their kin living on the Green and White Rivers, the guys who were fighting the settlers. Right. But not the Duwamish back in town in Seattle that were helping the settlers. 1864, William Waterman was the new territorial superintendent of Indian Affairs. He lobbies D.C. for a Duwamish reservation. But most of all, the whole 156 eligible voters in King County, basically white males, including Doc Maynard, Yesler Denny, all worked to stop it, arguing it only benefits 16 families. It's kind of the argument today, too. Uh Uh, Stevens was gone by this time, too. Because he had the good sense in 1862 to get shot in the head <laughs> at the Battle of Chantilly. Basically, he was picking up the the, the flag when it was shot. Oh, the I guy see. carrying it was shot. Basically, everybody told him, hey, just leave it alone. Somebody else will get it. I was like, no, I'm going to be in a war movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> What's that's, a movie? Yep. That uh, same battle, Hazard, his son, was shot. And uh, Stevens had him leave the field. Let's go. So Hazard would later go on to Summit Rainier. In 1865, the town of Seattle forbade Indians living inside city limits. Great. So Seattle was kicked out of his own city. Fuck. Also in 1865, Chief Seattle remarries in a church after his third wife had died. And in June 7th, 1866, Seattle died. Papers didn't even report on his death that day. What the fuck? Uh, They did report on Dr. Henry Allen Smith's appointment to Territorial Senate for Snohomish County. 
Uh, he was one of the first pioneers to make a name as a writer, basically due, as, due to his version of Seattle speech in 1854. Yeah, which is high amounts of po- poetical, flowery bullshit. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking way that I was translated from Duwamish into Chinook jargon and then into fucking English, because that speech was supposedly delivered in uh, Duwamish. Duwamish? Mm-hmm. And it was, I think he... It was like 30 or 40 years after that yeah. that he writes Well, and doesn't he mention shit about, like, bison and shit like that, which he has never seen? <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, and like, which we don't have. And On this warm summer day, and it's like, no, this was in December. That- yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. This absolutely gray, pissing rain day. Uh, before we get too far into also, like, I want to talk about just a brief little side note is uh, a couple decades somewhere. It's like, it's got a lore. There's no real good documentation of it. But, like... um. A couple decades after the Battle of Seattle, you know, not all those shells of the Decatur was shooting, like, uh, necessarily went off. Ooh. And so, uh, Camp Rary is like, um, let me find it. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, uh, the uh, Seattle's uh, fire chief, uh, Gardner Kellogg, was digging for his house, you know, like uh, clearing space for his basement or whatever, yeah. and found a shell from the Decatur that had buried itself without exploding. Well, he's like, well, fuck, uh, I'm going to. I'll just put it under, you know, how you get rid of stumps out here, the big stumps, you burn mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. So he digs out a little crotch underneath the stump, shoves that shell underneath there because, you know, we'll get rid of it and it will help get the stump out maybe if it explodes. Oh, God. And so he just lights a fire and goes to lunch. Well, as it's sitting there burning, uh, a prominent banker from uh, Seattle at the time, uh, what the hell is his name again? Uh, Dexter Horton. Uh, in fact, I think he... Yeah, he was the founder of the first bank in Seattle. Oh, shit. Um, but he's walking by, and it's a cold day, and oh, sees a fire and goes to, to warm his hands a little bit, and so he, then he turns his backside to the thing, and then the shell goes off. Fuck. Uh, luckily, <laughs> he, he survived, but he, like, like as it, they always say, is like, he came very close to being the last casualty in the Battle of Seattle 20 years later. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That's good. How the fuck did he survive that shit? It's old, you know, yeah. it's more... More pop and fizzle than sure. and you got the old tree trunk or tree stump like uh yeah if it's a, if it's a big one yeah I don't think he had his booty like roasting on the fire either you know he's probably a few feet away but that'd be fun did it did it remove the stump though I don't know they didn't they didn't mention that probably not if if he survived yeah uh, like, could you imagine fucking dude just like get warming by the fire and then the fucking thing explodes yeah I can because I would have died I, from I, a fucking I was heart attack stupid one time and like well I know better than using river rock but I had no choice one time oh shit and I actually and it was like winter in North Dakota mm. and I just really needed something because I'd been out hunting and it was like getting really fucking cold so I got a fire going and I needed to build a reflector and all I had was right. like rock it's in fucking North Dakota I'm like in a ditch basically with like just spindly trees and so I set one up and just like chilling by that fucking about a half an hour later it's like like a fucking yeah. grenade going off. Uh, fuck, dude. I've fucking... never experienced it, but my dad's told me about it. Uh, Smith, anyway, he gets Smith Cove, which is uh, by Inner Bay there, mm-hmm. that little in there. He also diked off the Snohomish River and kind of made all the farmland there. Fucking Smith or Cove. Like, yep. I, I live over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was kind of trying to get people to move to Snohomish County. He also, uh, <laughs> Good luck. But uh, basically, he was kind of the doctor to the Tulalips up there. But basically, they were unable to pay, and the government didn't pay him either. So finally, he quits his job and goes back to, to Seattle. Is it a job if you're not getting paid? Probably not. That's 1873. That's the same year Tacoma was picked for the end of the railroad, because Tacoma didn't exist until 1873. But of course, the railroad goes bankrupt. 
So it still has to wait. 1885, the Chinese were kicked out of Tacoma. Oh, God. Yeah, we have we mentioned that one in the uh, exploration of uh, the Olympics thing. Oh, yeah. But we'll talk about even more. Yeah. Not, not now. Not later. now. <laughs> uh, many left Seattle voluntarily. Uh, there were some 350 Chinese left in Seattle at the time. And, of course, vigilantes ordered them to leave. Uh, martial law was imposed, and the anti-Chinese leaders were arrested. In a courtroom, the judge promised the Chinese they would be protected, but an angry mob outside might have influenced them to leave. A collection was taken up, and 200 of them got on a ship, but 150 were waiting for the next ship. Where were they getting shipped to? Not China. Like, probably just San Francisco or something. Somewhere else. That's all that matters. <laughs> Somewhere else. So they're waiting for the other ship, but they decide to go home and wait. But a mob blocked them. But the mob was fired on by the sheriff's department. Get some. And five of them died. Uh, the Chinese were surrounded by the mob, but the militia drove them off. Oh, wow. This mm-hmm. is gangs in New York shit-ish. Meanwhile, um, they- and, a little, and a little bit, just a little bit of Ninja 3, the domination. There you go. Yeah, just, yeah, just a touch. 1887, Smith wrote articles for the Seattle Sunday Star about the good old days. Back and, when we could just take Indians' land and there were no Chinamen here. <laughs> God. One of the essays was Seattle's speech he heard 33 years before that he wrote from memory. Yep. Uh, Smith said it was only part of the speech, but he did write uh, it himself. Jesus Christ, I tried to read. I didn't even make it all the way. It was like one of the, definitely one of those TL, uh, TL, uh, TLDR type situations. It's, it's lengthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, full of bullshit, like. Just whimsical passages that, like, never flowery up, yeah. poetry bullshit. But it got famous as one of the greatest speeches of all time, but it later gets appropriated for other things. Right. Like the environmental movement. Mm-hmm. June 6, 1889, that's Seattle's big fire. Uh, November 11th, Washington becomes a state. March of 89, a railroad brought Smith's 611 acres on Smith's coast for $75,000, making them rich. Uh, Seattle's population suppressed Walla or surpassed Walla Walla in the 1880s. Yeah, suck it, Walla Walla. Yeah. Then Tacoma in the 1890s. Yeah, fuck suck you, Tacoma. it, Tacoma. Hey, fuck you, city. Now we're making enemies close to home. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Tacoma will come get us. <laughs> they are armed. All uh, top's coming for you. Yeah. Uh, Moses Seattle. He didn't know his grandpa because he was born two years after he died. Some believed he was born without bones. Ivor the Boneless? Because he was a little person. Oh, okay. That's Uh, science. He played Little League Baseball as an adult, but when he was teased, he flew into rage like his father. Awesome. Who who lost his chiefdom because he he flew into rage. He's fucking Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Short, almost Canadian. Oh, yeah. No no bones except for maybe their Admantium bones. (laughs) He was a good swimmer and played the accordion. So he's Weird Owl Mm -hmm. also? Oh. I could play the. I, you'd have to do the backstroke if you wanted to Concentrate play the accordion and swim. And swim, yeah. In 1905, he got too drunk with a friend. Use the accordion to propel yourself. Mm-hmm. Water billows. Gets too drunk with a friend and and some sailors who bought him the liquor. Oh God! He I arc- can just picture these Popeye dudes like, hey, let's get the little guy drunk. That'll be a fucking gas. <laughs> mm-hmm. He argued with his friend who threw him into the fire. Oh. Either that or they're just having fun throwing them when, in, when in you, the fire. When you said into, I thought you were going to say the sound, but okay, the fire. Nope. Okay. Uh, so the sailors and his friend, they leave him for dead, but he survived a few days because he had some whiskey left. Fuck. Deadpool. <laughs> totally. But he died after he was taken to the Naval Hospital in Bremerton. Oh. 
Well, thanks, VA system. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. By 1920, there were 9,061 natives in Washington, less than 1% of the total population. April 22nd, in 1970, that was the first Earth Day, and Seattle's speech was read at the University of Texas. Four years after, uh, Whitman shot everybody from the bell tower. Oh, I great. just had to throw that in. In the crowd that day was Ted Perry, who was working on a film about... Not uh, Fred Perry? Nope. Uh, about pollution, and he puts Seattle speech into that. And has William Ironized Cody fucking cry over some garbage? Mm-hmm. So that changes Seattle's speech as a, a plea for compassion for his people into one about the environment. Oh, yeah. So natives had fish-ins in the 1960s to protest uh, fishing rights. Oh, yeah, and Whitey loved that shit. Yep, especially the Nisqually with Leshy and Billy Franks Jr. Yeah. It took 10 years, but in 1974, the Indians could have the right for half the fish all taken out of the zone. Yeah, and still at that time, recreational white sports fishermen would occasionally take pot shots at people. And I mean, that still, I was still hearing about it happening when I moved here in 2002 on occasion. Yeah, I definitely remember hearing about it in the 90s. So 2004, Leshai gets his historical trial to exonerate him. That'll make everybody feel much better. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was contemplating that. It's like basically you just let people, you know, you hear them out. Yeah. That's that's about it's it. It's basically like, you people did some fucked up shit. It's like we know. They even got lawyers from Fort Lewis to come. Ghosts. Even though at the at the <laughs> at the same time we're having all sorts of Abu Ghraib type type right. operations. Well, it's kind of like they also it wasn't an official army policy, but there was cert- certain uh, I know. Uh, West Clark Jr. went uh, during the, uh, what you call, uh, not uh, come on, the pipeline, uh, Standing Rock. Oh, Standing Rock. Oh, yeah. And yeah. went in his full cavalry regalia and, like, apologized on the cavalrymen of past, preser, and future. Holy shit. Preser and future. Preser and future. Um, you know, to the some of the tribal leaders in same type of scenario. Even, Hot though, damn. even though it wasn't sanctioned by the government or the army. Right. And a, per, a personal plea. Yes. So uh, Leshai has his uh, little memorial in front of like uh, dry cleaners. All right. And Lakewood. Leshai cleaners. Uh, and of course, many of the Nisqually were kicked out by Fort Lewis because it's they're getting bombed. <laughs> and of course, the Duwamish never got their own reservation, but they have a cultural center down on, uh, where is it? Uh, gardens, isn't it? Marginal Way. Marginal Way. Oh, what's the what's the Daybreak Center over by my place, over by Discovery Park? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that's... Somebody else. Somebody, just a general one. <laughs> find out now. So before I get the Melkashute really doesn't want this Duwamish Reservation. Because uh, then they'd then have, they would have to a casino closer to town, basically. And it'd be more modern, even though the Muckleshoots and, you know, they keep that shit pretty updated and whatnot. The mm-hmm. Daybreak Star Indian Cultural Center is a Native American cultural center in Seattle, Washington, dedicated, uh, oh, sorry, described by its parent organization, United Indians of All Tribes, oh, okay. as an urban base for Native Americans in Seattle area. So just everybody. Every, anybody. It's like the Universal Life Church. Also uh, based in Seattle. So anybody that's like 116th Cherokee or whatever, like, yeah. like 90% of white people claim to be. Like Elizabeth Warren can yes. go there. And, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. Holy Seattle. fuck, that's a ride, dude. Yep. <laughs> I had no so idea. Long. I had no idea like about uh, Chief Seattle's fucking past. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, well, he was always 
brought up as being such like kind of, for lack of a better term, friendly to the European folk yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, his old Rambo fucking days are Fuck, wild dude. to hear about. Well, spe- even when he's like seventy and he's throwing, yeah, smashing, smashing whiskey, smashing barrels, whiskey barrels, throwing dude in the <laughs> fucking. Shadow get mad, shadow get strong. <laughs> so I don't know. You get uh, if you go along to get along, you get stuff named after you. But yeah, I but don't know. I don't know if that's anyway. yeah. I don't know if that's better than going out like, uh, you know, crazy horse or yeah, the guys who fought it, but. Eventually, they gave in, too, and then they got literally stabbed in the back. It just depends on what you're into. What kind of... Yeah, what... How do you How do you, you want to be fucked by... Do you want a gentle fucking? Or yeah. A, uh, <laughs> how do you want to get fucked by the great white father? Yeah. Uh, that, <sighs> like, yeah, I wish, like, there was some little shits, like, there's some more detailed accounts of the actual, like, Battle of Seattle type shit, but A, one of the things is, like, when they started shell- shooting shells, toward, it was a miss. I think it was Mister Pepper's house that they f- fired that first shell at. But they were having trouble getting the fucking volunteers like organized for shit. Oh, but yeah. as soon as they fired that first shell, they all went running for the blockhouse, which was supposed to be protecting women and children. Also, some of the women and children were put on the Decatur. So that had to be fun when you're a kid. You're just watching Navy guys like blowing the shit out of your surrounding the yeah. woods surrounding your house, like yeah. bah, you know. Or screaming in terror because it's the loudest thing you've ever heard totally. in your fucking life. Fourth of July on steroids. Um, but you know, in the in the, in the blockhouse, the women the the flag is still uh, in the uh, mohai. In the blockhouse, the women sewed together an American flag out of strips of cloth they had. Holy in shit! Kind of in the dark and stuff. Like that. But all these volunteer assholes, when that first shell went off, try to run to the blockhouse, which they're supposed to be defending. Oh god, dude! That you know they're oh, let me in. Yeah, and some of them, finally the guy that was like. Kind of supposed to be in charge of them, just let a few of them in, like pussies, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, they had to, like, there's pretty good records of description of like how the defensive lines were set up. They had to, the Decatur had it, their shit wired tight, and then uh, was, they finally got some decent leadership for the militia. But uh, yeah, they, uh, I was, I won't, I won't be able to find the quote here, but it's basically describing the fucking militia as the most ragtag piece of shit, like what they called these. These embryo soldiers were the most un- uncontrollable, <laughs> like, yeah. Embryo soldiers. Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever uh, visit Seattle or if you live here, because I know a few of our listeners do live here, but if you visit, a place to go is the Museum of Hi- uh, Industry. Uh, of his- History and Industry. And a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show, at least Seattle-based, is uh, represented in there to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, other places to go, you know, you go some visit some of your local uh, reservations around this area. Um, yeah, the Suquamish have a museum too. Museums, and then also, you know, it's a good place to get some nice fucking dried salmon and like uh, let's call it uh, local delicacies. Yeah, um, a lot if of, you uh, want, I'll take you on a kayak tour of Blake Island. Yeah, which you'll probably will, drown. Will will just put his real ass <laughs> email up, and uh, you can and his phone number, and you just call him, and he's got two kayaks. I'm sure he'll be I got happy. I got rid of the one that was taking on water. Oh, you only oh, have good, one. Oh, okay, good. I only have one, but it floats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we ride uh, bareback on the on the stern. Yeah, perfect. So I can put a saddle on it. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, and like um, yeah, like a lot of uh, native-owned fisheries and stuff around mm-hmm. in here. And, and if you end up at the Nisqually uh, Res, like get get yourself some fry bread down there. It's the shit. Fry bread. You can That's, get fry bread at almost any res. Yeah, but I, I just I know I know. Uh, Jim's fucking, I think his aunt like makes it down there. Awesome, but, yeah. Well, that and Jim's firework emporium. Yes, and so J- Jim's the guitar player for uh, Poop Attack, our band, and uh, yeah, he's he's in the Squally. Um, so I, there was a couple years in a row where I helped him run his uh, firework stand there, like 
you know, around Fourth of July. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Until didn't the grass catch on fire the one year? Oh yeah, I was, fucking, <laughs> I was fucked up. Kids were shooting bottle rockets and like all this dry ass grass behind like the whole row of you know, fireworks as stands. You do. So we all come running out. Everybody's you know everybody's got their their fire extinguisher in their stand. So everybody's just running out there like ah like fucking Rambo with a fire extinguisher. When you, when you have a strip, basically what amounts to a, a strip mall of little huts full of explosives, <laughs> setting against a backdrop of broken gra- gra- uh, broken glass. Dry grass, you should definitely engage in firework battles. Yeah. Especially when that's a good portion of your, you know, annual income is flammable. Good God, man. You guys are fucking We didn't sell any snakes, though. Uh, Jim told me not to sell the snakes, so every every pallet that we got, we would, like, take all the snakes out, and we put them all in, like, fucking, uh, in a, you know, bag. And then uh, when 4th of July finally came around, we closed everything down. We went and, like, took a blowtorch to that pile of fucking snakes, like, the size of, I don't know, like, that small fucking tom over there. Okay. Yeah. He's pointing at it for, we're not talking about a young turkey. It's a, <laughs> it's a small drum. It's a drum. Like, the small the small tom-tom on a, on a drum set. But, yeah, that was fucking glorious. Just turned into a big black fence post? Yep. Yeah. There you go. One, it was like a giant pube. Mmm. And on that note... <laughs> We'll be back with something completely different next week. Yep. Thank you for listening. But until then, we were gonna, we were gonna, but we're still going to go out in a hail <laughs> of giant pube fire. Oh, oh great, gross. great Seattle fire. Oh, that too. <laughs> Which will? What year did that take place? Uh, uh, that 1889. Our, good. We'll do that someday too. Yep. Fuck you, Miles City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye.